With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the next edition of the big broadcast. We are live coast to coast. Border to border on iHeartRadio today and amfm247.com. Tune in, iTunes, and you can find us each and every day over there at J-I-G-G-Y-J-A-G-U-A-R.com. That's JiggyJaguar.com, and we are going to go to Blaine Pardo, who is going to join us here in just a few seconds. And, uh, he will be live with us here on our big program, and uh, Blaine Pardo is going to be with us here in just a few seconds. He has got an incredible, incredible book. And this book is absolutely amazing. It is fantastic. Pick it up online. Blue Dawn, the most chilling what-if history, the progressive overthrow of the United States. And Blaine Pardo joins us today here via the magic of the old Skip Skype. Yes, the old Skype, Rooney. And uh, so, Blaine, talk to us a little bit about this book. This is a fantastic, fantastic read, my friend. Well, thank you very much. Uh, what I really tried to do with Blue Dawn was, uh, it was written prior to the election, was to say, well, what if the progressives just decide to overthrow the government, um, <laughs> literally swarm the White House and swarm Congress, and then look five years down the road at, at what they would have created in this pro- a progressive socialist state and how people would react to that. And that's really the foundation of the book. I, You know – there's so many nonfiction books out there that kind of talk about this sort of thing, but I thought putting it in a fictional context makes it more digestible, more readable, more you know enjoyable for conservatives and readers. Well, it is a great book. Take me through the writing process for this book. <laughs> Hours of watching television to see what the progressives really were laying out for for this country. And I've been working on this for a couple of years, making notes and things along those lines of things that I think would kind of tie into this book. And then really looking at what kind of characters. To me, it's good to have a storyline, which I, I had a good idea of what I wanted. But you really have to have solid characters that can carry you through all and take the reader kind of on a journey and to me i always think the characters are the heart and soul of this so i focused on creating solid characters and then i really wanted to kind of tie it into the plot and there's a lot of machination that goes on i'd love to tell you there's some secret formula for writing a book like this (laughs) but a lot of it is just kind of working through in your head and listening to the voices of the characters and seeing where they want to go so we tell the story from a lot of different perspectives we tell it from a person whose father you know kind of rebelled against this early on this progressive takeover and was sent off to a social quarantine camp and Eventually he dies, and and the son is kind of thrust into the father's legacy. We have two former Secret Service agents, uh, one of which who is organizing an outright rebellion and one who's been in hiding. Um, We've got, you know, 
just some wonderful characters that I think take you on this journey. We have one rogue operative of who works for the government who is betrayed by by the New American government, which is what they've renamed America in the book is New America. And those characters take us on a on a journey. And I they end up it's fun because you play that Games of Thrones it's kind of uh, mix and match where you put characters together and and put them on different journeys that really help you kind of create that context for the reader. That's awesome. We have got a great guest with us today. Blaine L. Pardo is with us. He has got a fantastic book out there, Blue Dawn, the most chilling what-if history, the progressives' overthrow of the United States. Now, is, is this... Um, written from the perspective of someone who is who is watching all of this take place or is this written from different characters perspectives how how did how did you put this book together i really wanted to tell it the story through the characters so it's written through their perspectives of what's happening and it's the only way to really contextualize some of this otherwise it gets kind of boring if you say well we have social quarantine camps you know they've changed the flag they've done away with our change the the faces on our currency you know things like that if you say those things just flatly they they don't resonate as much as someone who's actually in that universe experiencing it so it's really an alternate history but it it really is the characters voices that take you on this journey and what motivates them and what their perspectives of what this type of government might actually look like. And so far, it's gotten really good response, especially from conservatives, obviously. Well, that was going to be my next question. What, what's what been some of the advanced reviews and, and everything you've gotten on the book so far? Well, you know, the reviews have been very positive, uh, mostly because it resonates as a conservative political thriller. Um, and it's, you know, so many of the dystopian things that are written are written against conservatives. They're they're the dark side of conservatism carried to the extreme. <laughs> it's pretty rare we get something that really clicks with conservatives that go, oh, that's what this would look like. Holy crap. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had one person I, I, that, that posted a review and it got taken down because they didn't actually buy the book, as it turns out. But they said it was Proud Boy porn. Um, so I'm going to assume that was a <laughs> leftist Lord. Uh, who who went off the rails on that but uh you know it i think for the most part it hits its target audience which is the conservative reader that's great so tell me about some of the different characters in this book well i i have two characters that i like and they're both female and they're both very strong females uh one is charlie who was the secret service person assigned to the president the day they stormed the capitol and it's her journey as a, as a long and arduous one because she's the only person that really knows the true fate of what happened to the president. And we, I don't reveal that until near the end of the book, uh, so I'm not going to spoil it for your listeners at this point. But you know, Charlie has to go into hiding and to assume new identities, et cetera, to, to survive. And part of this is the shame that she feels because she's you – know, failed in what she's done uh, and the redemption she gets when when the United States of America does get a little bit of its start of its restoration in this. Um, the other character that I absolutely love, strong female, is, is Kaylee. Um, 
Kaylee is an operative of the National Security Force. Um, President Obama actually proposed at one point nationalizing the police forces. And a lot of people forget that, but it's one of those things I kept note of. And so we do that in this book because, again, I'm going to give the liberals everything they ever wanted. (laughs) And she is an operative of that that organization. And as an operative, she is a person that is, is a James Bond type character. She has a license to kill and is often sent to eliminate the enemies that stand against the progressive government. And from her perspective, she's doing her job and she's very masterful at it and she's very focused on that. But what we really see with her is she realizes she's being played throughout the book and to the point where they finally turn on her and, and she flips, she takes her skills to the other side. And I think that is for a character growth and part of the character arc. It, it's just a fantastic moment for me. And it's, it really lets me do this. And I really wanted to focus on strong females in the lead, you know, because I, I think a lot of authors tend to write when they write political thrillers, they always kind of stick, you know, main leads as men. And I'm like, yeah. the men play a role in this and there are some strong men in this, but I really wanted characters that were female who could look at things from a completely different perspective. Fantastic. It is a great book. We are chatting with Blaine Pardo today, author of Blue Dawn, the most chilling what if in history, the progressive overthrow of the United States. And Blaine joins us today here on Skype. So, Give us the profile of the typical reader who's going to love your book. Is it going to be primarily conservatives and independents? Or? I think it's conservatives and independents. I, I don't think if you're in the left, you're probably going to pick this up and go, this is this could never happen. You're, you're painting a doom and gloom. You're trying to scare people. You're blowing things out of proportion. I think if you're a conservative in our country right now, you're feeling a lot of pressures against you. We've seen that. I live in Virginia. You know, we've seen this assault on education. Uh, and I praise Terry McCullough for seeing exactly what he was thinking um, and what his party believed when he said, you know, parents shouldn't have a role in education. We're seeing that kind of an affront. We've seen our works censored. We've seen our Twitter accounts disabled. Um, We've seen censorship. We've experienced the totalitarianism that's out there already. And I think if you're a person, you know, one of your listeners is out there going, you know, I've felt this myself. I felt like I was, I'm not comfortable with everything that's going on. I don't like the direction that I'm seeing the left go this is a book for you. And it doesn't matter if you're conservative or if you're in the middle of the road. If you're not comfortable with the way things are, take a look at how bad they can be. And and that's really what this book offers. Well, the book is amazing. You've put a lot of time and effort into this book. What do you want readers to take away from your writing of this great book, my friend? To me, this sets the stage for an American Civil War. And I'm already working on – I'm on book four already of the follow-up books to this. Um, You know, to me, I always think that we're in a state of war right now in many respects. Uh, The difference is 
while the left has declared war and is waging the war, the right doesn't quite realize it yet. It's kind of that pre-9-11 state. Until the towers went down and the Pentagon was hit, we didn't realize we were at war with, with you know, Islamic fundamentalists. And that's kind of the state we're in right now. And I think that's what kind of clicks with people as you go through this is this is something that could lead to something even worse, which is Americans going up against Americans. But, you know, in the last two years, how often have we already seen that? We've, you know, we had people turning in people who weren't wearing masks or in Michigan, they turned in somebody who was out, a neighbor turned in somebody who was out mowing his lawn because he wasn't (laughs) self-isolating. So Um, We've had the government lie to us about the number of deaths that are occurred in nursing homes different governors, multiple governors now have done that. Um, you know, we're all kind of feeling those pressures. And I think that's where, I think when somebody reads us, that's one of the things that will really click with them is that, you know, we're, we're being manipulated right now, but it can be a lot more. Well, it is a great book. Um, why do you think that this book will appeal to readers? Well, it's different. And most political thrillers try to set things in contemporary age, and they they rock the boat with political threats that are out there. But most of those threats aren't domestic. You know, they they a good political thriller will always have the Russians as the bad guy, the Chinese, the North <laughs> Koreans. Yeah, you know, it, it's the usual cast of characters that that comes out. Um, from where I sit, what what I think kind of clicks with this is it, it that makes us different is it looks purely in this book at the domestic situation so the good guys and the bad guys are all americans but they're on completely different sides of the fence and they're all very dedicated to their cause and, and their beliefs and you know, I, I used a lot of my background writing military history books and things along those lines to kind of make this authentic and make it palatable for the readers. That's awesome. Well, uh, before we before we let you go, my friend, how do we get in touch with you online and buy the book and, and everything else? Well, I'm on Twitter. It's BePardo870. Uh, you can reach me on Facebook. You just have to look up Blame Pardo. I'm out there. I have a blog that I do some stuff on. Uh, feel free to reach out and engage with me. Um, and, of course, you can follow me on Amazon.com. You know, Look at the books that I've written, and I encourage you to purchase them. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, wh- before we let you go, what's next for you as an author? You, you mentioned you, you've been working on multiple sequels to this already. Well, I have a science fiction book coming out uh, that has nothing to do with politics, um, hopefully in the next month or so. And uh, the first sequel for Blue Dawn will be coming out sometime mid-year. It's called The Most Uncivil War, and that will be followed with uh, A Confederacy of Fear. And uh, so the books are lined up, and they're at the editor and getting covers made, and we're going through the process. So That's there's awesome. quite a bit more coming in this. <laughs> That's great. Well, Blaine, this has been fantastic. I look forward to chatting with you when, when the next book arrives. And uh, thanks for joining us today. This has been fun, my friend. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. There he goes. That is Blaine Pardo. And uh, he joins us today here on our big program. We are going to take a brief time out. When we come back, we've got more coming up on the other side. Is the big-
McBroad. Podcast. We are live on iHeartRadio today and also AMFM247.com. And of course, tune in iTunes and uh, many other places and uh, 50 plus AMFM stations across the country and around the world. And we have got a great guest with us today. Eric Everhard is with us. How are you, sir? Excellent. How are you? Pretty good, actually. You are. Uh, you've got quite the little setup there on Skype. You got the cool microphone and the background and, and the whole thing. I, I I think that's great. Thank you for uh, thank you for being a professional. I think that's awesome. Yeah, that's what I do, man. <laughs> In many areas that we'll go into. <laughs> so, Eric, um, you have got quite the background. Give me a little bit on your background here, and then we'll 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 talk about the topic and everything else. Yeah. So, a little bit about me. Um, I'm a author, men's coach, and professional porn star. And uh, yeah, I've been one of the top porn stars in the world for the last two decades. And then uh, recently made a pivot and uh, started dedicating my time to helping men by teaching them elite level sexual skills in order to have confidence in the bedroom with women. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Uh, you have a. Uh... You have basically taken all your experience and everything and, and, and brought it together. Is there a website we can direct people to while we're, while we're doing this interview so people can check out what you've, what you've got available? As far yeah, as books they can go to like Fantastic. So, and they can also check out uh, www.crushingperformanceanxiety.com. Oh, which wow. Is, uh, course that. that i launched for men recently so that they can be able to get hard anywhere anytime fantastic fantastic eric everhard with us today he joins us here on our big broadcast so what made you get into the porn industry i think that's awesome yeah so do you want the backstory of how i got in yes. or just what specifically no i i, I want to know how you got into the business i want to cover everything yeah. here today with you my friend we're we're, we're gonna run out of time because you've got <laughs> so much stuff no going doubt. on but uh but but start there how, how did you get into porn man yeah so i'm originally from canada and uh, uh i was attending uh massage therapy college and so I was there, you know, it's like you're going to school all day. And then on lunch break, we would all convene in the cafeteria and they had a whole stack of newspapers there. You get a newspaper, you eat lunch, read the newspaper, off you go. And so I got the newspaper and it's one of those ones like very similar to the, uh, to the LA weekly where it's yes. got all the band listings, it's yep. got everything that's going on in the city. So it's called the Georgia Strait. I'm flipping through this thing looking okay like what's going on this and then i turn the page and bam there is this four inch by four inch ad that's looking for (laughs) women and couples to do a porno movie and this is uh 1997 right so this is unheard of at the time in canada for sure i'm just looking at this like god damn like are are you serious (laughs) yes and uh yeah so you know i kind of pondered it and then i got up the courage and i made a phone call and uh like every good company that i've known over the last you know couple decades uh they listened to my speech and abruptly hung up on me right (laughs) (laughs) 
So I was like, okay, it's not for me. I went back to uh, back to school, and that was it. And about I'd say seven months later, rinse repeat, having lunch, grab the newspaper, thumbing through the newspaper. Bam, there's that ad again. And I said, geez, you know, I didn't really put that much effort into it the first time. And I'm like, here, this thing is like staring me in the face once again. And I said, okay, uh, let's call again. And, and like, let's put a little work in. So I was calling, calling, <laughs> calling, calling, right? No, no, no good response. No good response. But then one day I get a new gentleman on the phone and this actually happened to be the company owner. Oh, and wow. uh, talked to him and he said, well, tell you what, how about you come down to our studio? We'll take a couple Polaroids of you and we'll see if maybe, you know, maybe you air quotes here, got what it takes. We know what that means. Like, do you have the equipment to do the job? And then he said, <laughs> and maybe, maybe one day, maybe we could get you a job. And I was like, well, hey, that's better than hanging up on me, right? So... I headed down to their, you know, kind of sleazy studio down in East Vancouver. I walk up the stairs, knock on this big metal door, and, uh, you know, they open it up, and they're like, hey, you Eric? And I'm like, yep. And then they just <laughs> look me dead in the eyes and are just like, hey, can you have sex with this girl right now? I was like... <laughs> I mean, imagine my face, right? I'm, I'm supposed to be going there for some Polaroids, and they're like, hey, can, can you, you have sex with this girl right now? And can, can, literally, I think yeah. I let out this tiny, like, high-pitched squeal, little, like, yep. And that was it. Ten minutes later, I was doing my first scene. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah it just so happened that there was this uh, girl they had shot. She was a local B-grade stripper. And yeah. uh, she was hanging out at their studio when I arrived. So since she was there, I had shown up. They said, hell, let's see if the kid can do it. Let's just get everybody together and just do this now. Yeah, let's, let's... do this. And uh, yeah, and then later on I found out I was the only guy that had come by that was able to do it. Wow, really? Yeah, the owner, the owner did all the scenes because they couldn't find anybody else but him. <laughs> That's awesome. Talk, yeah. talk about being yeah. your own boss. Good Lord. So uh, we have got a great guest with us today. He joins us here on our big program. Eric Everhard is with us. He has got the incredible website, ericeverhard.com. Uh, he also has went from being basically a top-level porn guy to being a top-level uh, coach now. So, how did you make the transition from the porn world to the coaching world? Oh, man. So, this is a long story. I'll try and condense it. But um, it all started where I'm, I'm kind of a self-development junkie. And uh, so, I took a uh, relationship workshop that a uh, Bulgarian guy had. This was back in 2008. Wow. And during that, you know, a lot of these different people at the workshop were talking about this thing called NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming. Yep. And it, and it sounded interesting to me at the time. I said, oh, okay, that could be useful. I could see, like, that being useful in life, right? So I asked them, I said, well, where's a good place to go learn this? And they said, oh, well, the best uh, school is in Northern California, just outside San Francisco. And I said, yeah. well, that's the best. That's where I want to go. <laughs> so... That's awesome. So I went up there, and it turned out to be not at all what I thought it was going to be. 
it was the most healing, holistic, uh, useful, traumatic experience of my life. Because literally it was like deconstructing, you know, all your thoughts, your beliefs, your patterns, you know, I mean, you, you'd be up there, they'd be ripping you apart, you'd be crying and you'd come out like a new person, right? So I go there for three years, I got my master's level certification and everything. And throughout that process, I was suddenly left with all these existential questions like, okay, well, I'm not really that into porno anymore. You know, there's got to be something bigger than I'm here to do. What am I here to do? What is life all about? What's my purpose? Do I have a purpose? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So then out of that process, that led me to working with some shamanic plant medicines, AKA ayahuasca. I did, uh, I did some journeys with that. That was eye opening. And then as this was all coinciding, uh, I was dating a civilian girl at the time. A civilian girl. I love, I love, I love the way you put that. That's fantastic. (laughs) And she would always comment. She's like, look, I don't know what you're doing sexually, but you need to teach men this because like my future ex-husband or whatever needs to be able to do what you can do. (laughs) And she was the one that put the, put the bug in my ear. Right. I said, Oh, okay. Interesting. But And other people had said, well, you should do some kind of coaching because when I was attending the NLP college, they said, look, you've got a real gift for people. You should look into this. And I just poo-pooed it. I said, oh, no, that's not for me. I just came here for self-development. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and after she had mentioned that, that kind of put the idea in my head. And it it simmered around there for a couple years. And then just one day out of the blue, I said, you know what? I can't die with all this knowledge. Um, because it would just be wrong. And I just sat down and I started writing. And after that, I, I signed a deal with a publisher in the, in the U S and then after we published the book, which is unleash your sexual superpowers, a porn yep. star's guide to sexual mastery. Then it was like, okay, well now I need to take this further. So then the, the logical extension of it was, okay, let me look to work with one-on-one clients, which then I started doing. And now I'm developing courses and curriculum. And I just finished uh, the second draft of, uh, of another book that's going to be coming out in a couple months. So a lot of big things going on now. That's great. We have got a great guest with us today. Eric Everhart is with us. He joins us live here on our big program. And uh, he is tremendous. He is a porn star turned coach and uh you know this this ought to be something that uh everybody in 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 the porn world should be doing because there is uh, a lot of stuff going on uh being to these uh i don't know probably i don't know uh, five six years ago, we started going to Vegas to the AVNs back back mm-hmm. when they had the AVNs in person, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um, you know there is uh, just talking and being around so many of the the people in the porn industry. I am shocked that nobody has done this, has followed your lead, and done more of this. Well, you know, I mean, it's interesting, you know, because obviously I've been in the business a long time and I would say stereotypes exist in every business and usually they exist for some good reasons as well. Yeah. And I think for a lot of the people in the business, it's just not something that they would ever think of or actually be interested in. 
And the other thing that I've noticed too is it, it's it's another level to be really consciously aware of what you're doing and then be able to decode it and deconstruct it. So, you know, I'd been one of the top actors for, for two decades, but when it came to writing the book, I really got to sit and pick apart what was my process, right? Yeah. How did I create my mental state? Where was my focus? What was I doing? Why was I doing it? How was I doing it? What was the... the um, you know, what, what was it that I wanted to get out of the girl? What, what did yeah. I want her to experience? What did I want even, you know, the people on that watch it, what did I want them to experience? So as I started to break it all down and see, okay, well, why was all of this effective as I broke it apart? That's where I really came down with all my methodology because I was doing it, but you know, that well, you know what they always say, like, you know, to be good at something, you got, you, you know, you got to master it. But if yes. you're really going to become a master of it, you need to teach. Because it is another thing to teach somebody what you do as opposed to just do well, it yourself. Well, and, and you're right about that. I uh, it, <laughs> Kenny would kill me if I mentioned him during this interview, but he doesn't listen to this show. He doesn't even have Facebook. Um, there, there is an old boxing coach that I work out with uh, three times a week at the YMCA. And he's always in there, and we always talk boxing and i'll tell you he spent a lot of his years getting beat up by a lot of the great boxing guys and now he's gotten to the point where he's coaching and he's been coaching for the last several years and i'll tell you anybody that he coaches they don't lose a lot (laughs) so you've hit that on the head brother you you've got you know if the the whole thing it, you've you've hit this out of the park brother well cuz the, the one the one thing that i've noticed right and this was this really occurred to me if you think about okay what resources are there actually out there for men right yes like and 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 not just resources because it, okay it's it's one thing like you look at these all these different sexologists like i don't have a sexology degree i don't have a phd oh, yeah. i got Some i got my 10,000 hours you know <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Mastering the craft, so to speak. Right. Um, and that matters because everything that I teach guys, they're like, I've never heard of that before. I'm like, well, that's because everybody teaching is reading out of a textbook. Yes. That's not reality. <laughs> yeah. Like everything that I'm teaching, I'm like, man, this was honed through 5,000 women and lots of sweat <laughs> and tears. <laughs> So it works, you know, and that's the practical side of it. It's like everything I talk about works, you know, you want to be able to last, you know, 40 minutes to an hour. I got you. You need to be overcoming your overcoming anxiety. I got you. You need to get women off quick and figure them out without knowing hardly anything about them. I got you. (laughs) Yes. Look at that. It is. I mean, you you think about it. It's like, it's like, here's your typical porno day. It's like you show up on set shake their hand. Hi, I'm so-and-so. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. And then 15 minutes later, you're working. So yes. there is no communication on a overt level as to, you know, what would you like? Blah, blah, blah. I have to figure out their body in real time. You know, it's like, it's like, and if something's not working, it's like, I'm like Tom Brady, I got to call an audible and like, okay, let, but let, we got to right? fix Let's go this left now because yeah. I have to figure this out and I don't have a lot of time. Well, Eric is the man. Go to Eric's website, ericeverhard.com. 
He uh, joins us today here in our big program. You can check out the Everhard Academy. Uh, he's got resources, contact information. He's got his book. He's got everything over there. EricEverhard.com. And uh, one of the things I always think is so funny about the porn industry, and especially the male porn industry, and I would have never... I never would have realized any of this until I, I've went to a few of these conventions and gotten to know a lot of these people on a personal level, had them on the radio show, all these various things. There are a lot of men in the porn industry where they are tiny. They're not, you know, six, eight, you know, there's, there's, <laughs> there's nothing, you know, uh, there, there are a few uh Derek Pierce and a few of these guys that are you know combat athletes <laughs> they, you you like you 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 could put them in the in a cage or a ring but you know a lot of these guys in the porn industry they're like under six feet tall it seems <laughs> oh yeah why is well, that I- is 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 that just because those you know the 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 bodybuilders and all these guys they just can't last or they just don't want to get into the porn world or what wh- why why is you that know what it is and 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 this is definitely what i've seen right so all the women out there that you know they have their metrics when they go to the bar yeah, because you know women do like they're like okay like oh he's got big hands so maybe he's got this or oh you know he's six foot three so he must be packing all crap like the biggest dick I've ever seen on a white person is on a is on a kid who's about five foot eight and 140 pounds soaking wet <laughs> and I swear to God probably 20 percent of his body weight is just his dick it's that big. So it, it, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, it, it, it's all about, you know, the, the five criteria that I always say, like, if you want to be world famous, it requires five things. Are you able to obtain an erection in front of a whole bunch of strangers, ideally within, within about three minutes? Yeah. Can you produce uh, a cum shot? Same, you know, when you're told to, not before, ideally within three minutes. Then you should be larger than average. Doesn't mean you need to be this, you know, you know, the the horse guy. But if you're tiny Tim, <laughs> eh, they're not going to use you, right? Then number four, you need to be decently good looking. Yes. You know? Like, yes. Again, you 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 don't need to be Brad Pitt, but if you are the hunchback of Notre Dame. Those A-list girls are going to say, not you. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And then the last, but, but actually the most important thing is, are you able to extract or bring something out of your co-star that would not have occurred or happened if you specifically were not in the scene with her? Yeah. So your ability to create some sort of magic, and if and if you can make her forget for the next hour that there's 
catering. The, there's the light guy smoking a cigarette. <laughs> that you got the makeup artist over there. That, that you got the homeowner running around the house. Like if you can make her forget all that <laughs> stuff for an hour. Around the house. That's awesome. You've done your job. You've done your job. Well, you have uh, you have done amazing today. We we are definitely going to have to do this again. Eric Everhard with us today. He joins us live. EricEverhard.com. Uh, one of the things that I find amazing about you is you, you've you've done the 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 porn thing. You've now done the coaching thing. You've written a book. You you've done a little bit of everything. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. You know, if you're gonna go do anything, you better do it right or not do it at all. <laughs> so, Eric, let's talk about this book. Um, why did you decide to put this book together and how did this come about for you? Yeah, you know, I mean, my whole impetus to putting it together was I realized I had so much information and so much knowledge that, that the average guy will never have access to. Yep. And nor, nor should they want to, you know, you think about guys out there, you know, just, just regular Joe's living their life, right? It's like, Hey, you know, they married their high school sweetheart or they just want to get married and settle down, you know, going through 5,000 women to learn all this stuff is probably not what they're thinking about. Right. Yeah. But would they want to have that information and have those skills? Yes. And it's the kind of stuff you could only learn if you went through that experience. Like even, even for example, um, you know, I have a chapter where I, I talk about the four different types of vaginas and people are like, what? I'm like, yes, because you only see them and you see these different types when you've been exposed to such a wide variety and scope. And when you get to that large scope, now you can start to see, it's like seeing the matrix. You know, you feel like you're Neo in the matrix and you can see the zeros and the ones. It becomes like that. So, you know, my biggest goal was, okay, how can I disseminate this information to the masses of guys so they can have a satisfying experience and they don't have to go through what I went through. You know, they don't have to follow that journey. They can just be, you know, live their normal lives and yet they could be, an elite level person in the bedroom. Yeah. So what's been some reviews and feedback you've gotten on the book? Oh man, I've had all sorts of guys that text me that, that, you know, especially when they'll try out the different techniques or whatever. And they're like, Oh my God, it works. I can't believe it. <laughs> you know, um, this was, this was one of my best ones. I have a, a, a close personal friend who's, uh, a uh, very, very well-known um, dating coach out there, you know, he used to be a pickup artist. And um, when I was doing the book, I said, hey, I want you to, you know, check out my book. He's like, yeah, send it over to me. I'll read it, right? So, so he read it, and, he, and then he he, uh, he texted me back. He's like, all your puss-eating techniques, I tried them out. He goes, <laughs> Mind blowing. He's like, he's yes. like, it's like a whole new world opened up to me. He's like, how it's like did I a not whole see new world. And I mean, this guy has seen a lot of action too. So it was, it was a real, you know, 
button in my cap, so to speak, That's to, to see those accolades. Just amazing. Yeah. It is uh, Eric Everhart. He's with us today here on a broadcast. EricEverhart.com is the official website. Go over and check that out today. And uh, the book is absolutely amazing. It, you're, you're hearing about it here on our big broadcast. And if you uh, want to listen to the audio of this, it's available on iHeartRadio. It's also going to be available on 50-plus AMFM stations across the country and around the world. And also in where Eric is originally from, Canada. I always love it. I always love when we have a uh, Canadian on the uh, on the program. Um, so, Eric, what what are you hoping that people get out of this book? What are some of your goals for this book? Oh, my goals are first of all that they can they can learn how to master their body, right? Okay. Like I think that's that's the first part. You know, yeah. I mean, if you looked at there's 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 three major things that I focus on. First of all, it's your mind. Yep. How do you overcome your mindset? How do you quell your anxiety? And what is the way that you should be thinking and strategizing when it comes to the bedroom? Because something that I talk about a lot is about the the concept of setting yourself up for success. Yes. And practicing how you play. Because a lot of guys, their failure in the bedroom is the fact that they are just winging it. They don't have a strategy, and they've never set their body up to be able to last 30, 40, 50 minutes to be able to do all this stuff. They expect it's just going to happen. And I I always say, like, okay, if that's true, then imagine, let's take, you know, Super Bowl champion seven times, Tom Brady. You know, we're going into the next season. And you know what? For 16 weeks, he rides the pine and eats Doritos. Okay? (laughs) Yes. That's what he does. And then somehow, magically, they make it to the Super Bowl. And (laughs) right before kickoff, right before kickoff. That's awesome. Right before kickoff, he goes out there. He's like, coach, put me in. I'm going to win this one for the Gipper. That's right. That's right. Never thrown a pass in the last six months, but I'm going to win it tonight. I'm going to win the whole goddamn thing. (laughs) That's what they're doing. They're like, they're like, I've been sitting on the couch, Doritos, living life, and now I'm going to go hit a home run. And then when they, when their home run is 30 seconds long, they're like, why does that happen? Oh, it's, it's, it's amazing. We have got a great guest with us today. Eric Everhart joins us here in our program, and uh, we are going to be we are getting everything set up for the Sunday radio show a little bit later on. We have got uh, DJ Spawn here. He's got the he's got the the, the turntable, so he's going to be doing the wiggy 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 thing. And uh, we are going to have Cluck the Clown, who is uh, going to be Spawn's new best friend after today. And then we are <laughs> maybe have the Mangler, um, and also. Uh, Don Lemon, not the CNN guy, the local musician. Uh, <laughs> but right now, we're talking with the fantastic Eric Everhard, the number one elite sexual skills coach for men. You can get more information at ericeverhard.com. One of the things you brought up, which is amazing, and I'm not shocked that you know some of these people, but one of the things that I have always been interested in over the years is the world of the pickup artist. And when you mm-hmm. brought up the fact that you had some pickup artist friends reach out to you and comment on the book and everything, I I have a uh, friend that I used to lift weights with, and his big thing that he used to do is he would put on the pickup artist tapes 
And we would listen to those from the gym and then when we left the gym and we were going to go eat or what have you. And just some of the things that the pickup artists talk about. The pickup artist world and the porn world somehow ought to, ought to, ought to merge. Because <laughs> it's, it's just natural. Well, it's two sides of the same coin, right? Yeah. Like you think about it, you know, <laughs> what, what they're dealing with is, okay, how do I seduce, attract, get a woman into the bedroom? But that's where they end, and that's where I start. Yes. Because, you, because I've met the guys that have skills in one area but not in the other, and vice versa. Yes. And you, you, you can't fundamentally have a really good relationship if you don't have skills on both sides because it's one thing to attract a woman but she will not stick around if you can't deliver in the bedroom yes yeah because i'll I'll tell you what one of the things that we used to do which is just we rob literally created a monster doing this but we had this we had this friend named jeeves he guy was six foot eight he could put on muscle like nobody's business. He was, he was uh, at one point, we, my uncle needed a fridge taking up some flights of stairs, and we just put it on Jeeves's back, and he carried it up these fucking stairs. <laughs> and Jeeves was amazing, but what we ended up doing was Rob would put these pickup artist tapes on, and we'd listen to these things, and Jeeves would pick up these skills. And then, because... He was lifting weights, and he was hanging out with us, and he was also doing some martial arts stuff with us. And then he got these pickup art, he got this all this pickup artist knowledge. He became a total prick. <laughs> but <laughs> the thing was, was that we were he was he was as they like to say he he was a market study. You know, all the tips worked because he was picking up all sorts of women, and. The issue was, though, when he got into the bedroom, he had issues. And so you've hit this on the head, Eric. You start where they end. It, it, is, it is just amazing. I, it, you know, this, you, you literally have, have, have uh, I guess, found the, uh, the, the, the key here to everything. Uh, so it's basically the pickup artists get the chicks. They get they get everybody going and then you finish it off. It's it's amazing. It's, it's like a tag team wrestling. It event, is right? it is like tag team wrestling. That's right. It's, it's well, I mean, I, I I don't know if if you remember her, but of course I do. You know, from my generation, you remember Doctor Ruth? Yes, Doctor Ruth. I love yes, Doctor Ruth. Ruth. And then and okay, then later so. on, there was this. Uh, what the hell was the woman that she? I think she was Canadian too. That um. She had a show for a little bit, but she became like the uh, late 90s and early 2000s Dr. Ruth. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I I would like to use them to illustrate a point. Yes, yes. Be honest here. You remember seeing Dr. Ruth. How many guys do you think she actually slept with? Probably none. <laughs> so I'm like, where's her practical knowledge that she's now espousing, you know, like the gospel? I'm like, I'm like, have you looked in a mirror? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I mean, there is that that aspect where, you know, what I want to, to really help men with is, is, is bringing the, the 
the technical aspects and the practical aspects, you know, because everybody likes to talk theory, but theory is not going to help you in the bedroom if you don't have very concrete steps, structure, and know-how. Because, you know, if we look at, you know, well, well what is confidence, right? Because everybody says, oh, I want to be confident in the bedroom. Well, confidence is a byproduct, and it's a byproduct of yes. competence, which yes. means you have to be decent or good at what you're doing. And that is just knowledge and skill sets. So my job is to give the guys all the knowledge and the skill sets so that then they can go out and at least when they go into this situation, you know, they're going onto the battlefield, they know what to do. Now, are they going to have to practice a little bit? Sure. But it, it sure as hell beats going there and saying, well, I don't know what to do, so I'm just going to try kind of anything. You know? That's right. You know, you don't want to end up being George Costanza in that one episode of Seinfeld. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you think about it. Like, if, if, if we're going to go, you know, like we're going to drive from L.A. to Vegas. Well, if you don't have a map, you're just going to be doing circles. Yeah. And I find that's what that's what the, the problem that a lot of guys end up with is because they've never had any sort of map, any road map. They get in bed with a girl, and it's just like they're doing, you know, doing donuts in the in in the local shopping mall. Yeah, you know, they just don't know what where 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 to take the journey with the woman because nobody's ever told them. And you know, the the downside with the porno industry is people don't necessarily realize that when they're filming, we are doing everything specifically for the camera, which yes. is not how you would do it at home either. Right. Like there's a lot of things that we'll do and we know they suck, but the people viewing, you know, they don't they don't know that it's it sucks, that it's horrible, that yeah. it doesn't work. You know, we're, we know because we're in it and we're like, OK, you know, and sometimes it's almost like two fighters going into a boxing match. Right. We're just <laughs> looking at each other like, OK, are you ready? They're That's like, Yeah, awesome. I'm ready. OK, ready. Let's like, OK, go. And then we go do, you know, some ridiculous position that hurts both of us, but, <laughs> but looks visually appealing. Right. That's right. That's right. We have. So, uh, you, you you are amazing. We have got Eric Everhard with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast. By the way, the 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 Canadian Doctor Ruth. I, I I looked up. It was it's Sue Johansson. I don't know if you ever. Oh remember. yeah, I remember <laughs> Sue Johansson. <laughs> but um, one of the things, Eric, that I find amazing about you and about your book is that you are so easy to talk to. Um. Do you do consultations and things with clients and, and, and things, or is it just the book? No, no, I do. I do one-on-one. -on -one. I actually have a 90-day program that I work with guys one-on-one. -on -one. That's so awesome. So there's a whole 12-week curriculum, and we spend hours live via Zoom. It's me and them, and it's done in a very bespoke way. So it's like I have the curriculum, but then within that, I'm constantly going into, okay, where are their pain points? Where do they specifically need more help? And that's where we tailor the program to. Because, you know, some guys, the issue might be anxiety. For other guys, it might be that they can't last long enough. Yeah. For other guys, it could be, you know, they just don't know what they're doing and they just need just knowledge in general. So, yeah, but I do I do one-on-one -on -one work with tons of guys. That's awesome. Eric Everhard with us today. He joins us live here in our pro program. He is tremendous. Tremendous. And uh, you can get more information at ericeverhart.com. So, one of the things, 
and nobody's ever been able to really give me the answer to this. And I don't know if this is a state secret and they're not allowed or what's going on here. But so I always ask this of everyone in the porn industry. <laughs> we'll see. Hey. If, we'll see. We'll, 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 we'll see if maybe you could give me uh, give me a lead on this. Do my best. But <laughs> one of the things I noticed when we first did our first um, AVN uh, event out there in Vegas is that. There's a lot of money in the porn industry. <laughs> From the porn marks to the conventions to everything. Mm-hmm. There's got to be in 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 professional wrestling it's Vince McMahon. He's the guy that kind of runs the whole thing even though Vince has kind of gone out of his mind now. He's an obsessed with an egg. But um, then you've got, then you've got, in UFC, you have Dana White. Dana White kind of runs UFC and MMA and all these things. Who is the Dana White or Vince McMahon of the porn world? They got to exist. Well, I mean, it would exist in, in terms of a company, but not in terms of a person. Okay. Cause there's there's gotta be cause cause like every once in a while like if you watch pro boxing, um and they'll mention his name every once in a while and then the announcers realize they've mentioned it and no one mentions the guy's name again, but you've pretty much gotta be associated with this guy to get anywhere in boxing and it's not Don King I wish it was I I was always entertained by Don <laughs> but uh, only in America but um <laughs> but there. So what in, in, in the porn world, is it like Brazzers and Pornhub and all these people or what, 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 what is the, what, what is, what is, uh, I've also heard of uh, what is it? Mind geek. That, that's all the same. It's all the same. People. All those three things you mentioned are all the same company. Yeah. So that is, that is the main company that controls the business now. Um, and because they, they, over the years, they bought up um, a ton of properties. Yeah. So they're they have a a gazillion different brands that are under the the under mind the same label. umbrella. Yeah. 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 So all like I said, right there, all those three that you mentioned, all the same company. Okay. So they, they are the big dog. Okay. For sure. Because it it is just always amazing to me because like when uh. Uh, like I said, when they used to have in-person AVNs, which I've also I've I've heard rumors from various people that apparently Mind Geek may buy the AVN or buy the awards, so uh, they might own it already. <laughs> they might own it already, right? and nobody knows. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So, yeah. so Eric, uh, with this book, are you writing? Are you going to be writing a follow-up or anything to this book? Because this is tremendous. I would think you'd want to put put another one together, maybe. Yeah, actually, I, I just finished the the second draft of my uh, second book. Really? So we're gonna have another we're gonna have another book coming out uh, probably in about three months time, four months time. The oh, wow. uh, it is called the I can first time everybody's gonna know. <laughs> it will be called the Tao of Eating Pussy: A Porn Star's Guide to, to Clitoral Mastery. Fucking tastic. <laughs> That is amazing. The towel of eating pussy. Wow. Mm-hmm. God damn, Spawn. What do you think? <laughs> we need to get you on a microphone, Spawn. <laughs> you need to get your stuff set up so we can get. 
<laughs> Spawn doesn't want to get in trouble. He's he's he he he, he want to get he don't want to get blackballed from the from the DJ industry because he's hanging out with porn people. Well, then this is the wrong show to be associated with, sir. <laughs> but uh, Eric Everhard with us today, he's great. And um, Eric, I guess before we let you go, my friend, uh, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you? Is it social media? Is it your website? How do people get in touch with you and get your book? And, and everything else yeah they can just email me eric at eric com, or uh they can uh, hit me up on instagram my handle there is at eric everhard official on instagram fantastic well you have been amazing today i definitely want to do this again um I, uh, I i definitely want to have you back i would love to have you at some point on our live sunday show uh which we do i, I you're you're in are you in pacific time zone is that i'm actually at? in eastern europe eastern so europe i am zone. nine hours ahead of pacific six hours ahead of eastern Wow. Okay. Well, may, we, we might not be able to get you on the Sunday show because the Sunday show is 12 Pacific, 2 Central, 3 Eastern. I might be in the middle of the yeah, fucking night for you. <laughs> that works. But, that works. Uh, but, but I definitely want to have you back on the Sunday show because I, I, I think you would be amazing. Uh, this has been fun. I, I definitely want to do this again. Th- thanks for doing this, brother. And uh, I will talk to you soon. Have yourself a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you, man. You too, man. Really appreciate it. Have, have yourself a wonderful day, brother. Ciao. Thank you, man. There he goes. That is Eric Everhard, and uh, he joins us here on our big program. And uh, holy smokes. He's the holy grail of the business. He's answered my question finally. I've been chasing an answer to that question for like goddamn 10 years. Finally got some porn guy to tell me. Hey, finally tell me who runs the business. Okay. Well, that is that. We are going to take a timeout, and uh, we will, if you're listening to us live on the stream, we will be back with Music Cap here in uh, about 12 minutes, I guess. <laughs> and uh, if you're watching us on, uh, if you're watching us on Facebook, oh, the Facebook, as Johnny would say, uh, we will be back at 2 Central, 3 Eastern for the Sunday radio show. We got Cluck the Clown coming in, the Mangler, Don Lemon, not the CNN guy, just the musician, and of course, the Fantastic. You hear about him all the time. He's the biggest star in the business. DJ Spawn, forget about what you've heard. He's fresh off his uh, zombie uh, thrill-seeking adventure. And uh, <laughs> we'll be back here in a view. <laughs> that was awesome. Old Eric Everhard. Oh, there's the cord to plug into your Yes, I am going to so grab that. Huh? He's the man, huh? He's the man. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.